golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We will all drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home. On the fairways of I-4, now on the new FM 96.9, The Game. And uh, we've got a very exciting show tonight on the eve of the 2015 President's Cup with the four ball matches beginning tomorrow evening on the Golf Channel. There is a 13-hour time difference between here and Incheon City in South Korea. So uh, we're going to get to be able to watch some primetime golf. And, of course, another very exciting match play competition between the USA and the international squad. And uh, we've got a lot of golf talk coming up tonight, including some uh, special guests and one in particular who is calling in live from the press center over in South Korea. So very exciting. Lots more golf to cover. Uh, but I want to start off with a very special guest this evening who uh, has a lot to talk about because there was another very, very exciting finish this past weekend at the web.com where the final 25 were getting their tour cards. And um, there was a a special guy by the name of Rob Oppenheim who had an incredible finish at Ponte Vedra. And uh, his swing coach is on the line to talk all about it. Jay Golden from Hi, our Holly very G. own Winter you, Park Pines. Want, that's right. I just want to tell you I'm at Epcot right now with my family. We just saw Smash Mouth. So would you prefer, do you think your fans, uh, your listeners, would rather listen about Rob Oppenheim or Smash Mouth? Wow, I don't know. That, we might have to flip a coin on that one. But this really is just quite a story, uh, Jay. He, the 35-year-old Massachusetts native uh, fell short of his tour card as recently as last month's Win Cold Foods Portland Open, where he entered the week at number 24 on the money list. He missed the cut and finished number 26, less than $3,000 shy of Harold Varner the third. After a final round 67 on Sunday at the Tour Championship, the Web.com Tour Championship, he uh, felt he had fallen short again. His seven under total was a shot shy of his goal, and he was projected to be number 28 on the money list. Left the golf course, and what happened? Well, uh, he actually uh, he was seven under, as you say, and he was in 28 something, and he was interviewed, and he was disappointed, and he got in his car, and he was driving back, and uh, 
and then he stopped off at a gas station about a half half hour down the road, and and he's, his phone all of a sudden blows up with all kinds of calls and texts. It says, you made it. You're number 25. That's he turned around. He drove back. And that was, uh, that's why we call him U-Turn. That was the sweetest U-Turn of his life. That's unbelievable. The extra money allowed him to finish $101 ahead of Eric Axley for the number 25 spot. Uh, you talk about <laughs> coming down <laughs> to, you know, the the dollars. Really, what and a br- like, what a breakthrough! You never give up. When I talk to high school kids, I tell them, no matter how badly you're playing, keep trying, keep trying, because that could be the stroke to win. And I say that because if you're having, you make the cut, and you have a bad tournament, and you're, you're uh, three over the last round, you get it to two over you might win an extra $200, and those $200 might be the difference between being 25th or 26th. And nobody keeps trying hard like Rob Oppenheim. Nobody, no matter what he is, he tries his best on every shot, whether he's 10 under or 10 over. And I've never seen anyone not give up like Rob, and it certainly paid off. And, and I smashed him up, hey, Rob, you're a golf star. I'm just uh, playing there, but... Uh, Wow, it's really something. He's 35 years old, which is not a young rookie, but he's been on the web.com. He lives in Central Florida, went to Rollins College. I've been working with him for years. And it's just uh, its a great story, and God willing, he's going to have a great career on the PGA Tour. It's, it sure is. You know, we just, we just love these stories and, you know, the guys that just keep on keeping on. And given, as we know, how, how difficult it has gotten to make it on the PGA Tour – and and now this, you know, process where you have to come up through the web.com. I mean, you know, he's playing against former tour players. And in the end, Lucas Glover, former U.S. Open champ, makes bogey on the 18th to move Oppenheim into the tie for 12th place. I mean, you know, these guys are playing some tough, fierce competitors. Yes, it is fierce competitors. But I've been around golf my whole life, and I've worked with some tour players and Rob for years and tour hopefuls. And, you know, I see, and I caddy for Rob. I caddied for Rob in half the tournament this year. And, and what an opportunity for a coach. You know, it's one thing to give a half-hour lesson on a level driving range, hitting one ball every 20 seconds. It's another thing with a left-to-right wind with a side hill lie in the rough when you have to carry over 100, a 230-yard carry. How does he do there? To watch him under pressure, under the gun, is, it's a dream for a coach. But I will say this, watching the games – of all the players out there, and this is to encourage the tour hopefuls that might be listening to your show as well as other people. Everyone wants to just improve the game. Get good at every shot. Don't stand on that driving range hitting balls. And if you're going to hit pitch shots, do uphill, downhill, sidehill, do it from the rough, do it different heights, do it different distances. If you could get consistently good, not even very good or great, if you could get consistently good at every shot, and there's a lot of shots when you consider all the different lies, you could go far in golf because even the greatest players that I've seen, they all have weaknesses. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Jay, and I think we saw that in two you know, great players this year. Jason Day, as well as Jordan Spieth, just having great, complete games. And, and Jordan, maybe even more so because he just seems to be that model of consistency. Nothing necessarily standing out, not the big bomber like, like Jason or you know, some of the other guys, but just a complete game and what a short game and putting stroke. 
And that's the other thing. But if you are going to be great at one thing, it's putting. And if you're going to be great at one other thing, it's chipping. And nobody chips and putts better than Rob Oppenheim, and that's a tribute to his father because his father, when he was growing up and playing golf, his father would go, go putt and chip, go putt and chip, go work on your short game. And believe me, I, you know, I played professional golf, and I'm out there with him. He has, he's shot 71, one under par. If I was in those positions, at the best of my game, I couldn't have broken 80. He has a short game that is world-class. Well, we're going to get a chance to see him play. And how exciting, too, with the wraparound season, which I think this is one of the, you know, the great pluses of this, the, new, the new system, right, that a guy like this gets to go right out and keep that momentum going and start playing on the tour. You know, but it's not as sweet as that sounds because – they just gave out 50 cards. Then there are 125 regular cards on the PGA Tour. There are foreign players with world rankings. There are former winners. He's, he's, right now, he's not even in the first tournament. They're on a pecking order. And that's, you know, he kind of thinks he'll get in three of the first five. Even though with your pull, Holly G, maybe you could get him a sponsor's exemption for this week. Just call up some of your people. But it's not as sweet as it sounds. No, it's true. Yet it does give some of these guys the the opportunity uh, where they might not have had that in the past. So we will certainly be keeping our eyes on Rob. And, and congratulations, Jay. I know this is a, a, a huge, uh, huge celebration uh, for you as well. And having had the chance to just be by his side this year to, to have this breakthrough. Uh, just before I let you go, want your thoughts on, as we're on the eve of the President's Cup, well, what you see shaping up between the USA versus the international team. Well, in terms of the presidents, I, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. He says he has the best golf courses in the world. I don't believe it. But in terms of the President's Cup, Holly, I hate to say it, I, I watch golf swings and putting strokes, and I have very little interest in it, I'm sorry to say. Ooh, Jay Golden, come on, with the global growth of the game right, here I'll root for the international team okay you forced me now. hey but i think you know <laughs> having having the two leaders in jordan spieth and jason day having the you know record-setting seasons this year i think a lot of people have uh, some uh, fresh interest in the president's cup don't you yeah but you know they've been playing so much golf with the fedex cup and other uh, man is the golf season 12 months or 13 months i can't figure it out there's like no stop I, I hear you, my friend. Uh, and uh, same, same with our show. We just go uh, round, round, <laughs> round and round uh, with the wraparound and season. And you're doing it great. Well, thanks, Jay. And congratulations. Congratulations to Rob Oppenheim. And we will be watching his future grow. Okay. Thanks and so much, my friend. That lesson to help me get, helps me to get them on the tour. Winter Pines Golf Course in Winter Park. Just give them a call. All right. Jay Golden, thanks so much for spending some time with the Golf Insiders. Thank you. You're listening to the Golf Insiders on the new FM 96.9, the game, Orlando sports leader. And we will be back with more golf talk. Stay with us. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the we're back the golf insiders on the eve of the president's cup and lots of attention 
Now on the international team, of course, the Americans have not lost in these matches since 1998, and the last four have not been particularly close. However, a pretty strong squad led by Jason Day, and interestingly, three South Africans on the team, and uh, I'm happy to welcome a very good friend of mine calling in from South Africa, Mike Quinn, who is a teaching professional as well as a former member of the Sunshine Tour in South Africa and the managing director of SwingClick, one of the hottest swing training devices in golf currently. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Holly. So give us a little insight to, you know, we, we followed Ernie Els for a number of years. Of course, Gary Player having been the grand ambassador for South African golf for a long time. Retief Goosen, two-time U.S. Open champion. What is it about South Africa and their program that has produced such great players and major champions? Oh, Holly, I think, first of all, uh, the examples uh, that the current players and our future players have, uh, I think that's a, a major part of it. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, a lot of people followed in Gary's in Gary's footsteps and, and, and Ernie and, and Retief, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of youngsters coming through. Also, obviously, our weather plays a huge factor where we can play golf, you know, 365 days a year on great golf courses. So I, I think those are all rather large contributing factors. And you have a great tour in the Sunshine Tour uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the PGA pros there, you know, sort of fine-tuning their game bef- and, and before, you know, making the transition to the PGA Tour. 100% correct. Very, very competitive tour. Got to shoot really good scores uh, over tough golf courses. Um, really, really tough, tough uh, tour. So tell us a little bit about what we can expect from the South Africans rounding out this team. Of course, we have Louis Oosthuizen, who was the 2010 Open Championship winner. Charles Swartzel, who was the 2011 Masters Champion. And a guy who's really come on strong, and we've seen a lot of this year, knocking on the door, Brandon Grace. Probably not as familiar to uh, a, a lot of Americans, but... Uh, tell us a little bit about each of these guys. Well, Brandon Grace, we hope, obviously, becomes a lot more familiar to the Americans. Um, you know, obviously, he backs himself. He's a hell of a golfer. He comes from the same part of the world we live in here now. Um, it's a coastal area. Um, also, grown up on very difficult golf courses. Um, extremely hard worker on his game. Um, Charles Watson, unfortunately, uh, he's got a cold, so he won't be starting tomorrow. Um, Louis is clearly one of the most talented golfers in the world. Um, we're expecting a lot from all three of them. Um, we, we're really hoping they're going to rack up the points for, for the international side. Now, Louis had to withdraw from the Tour Championship due to, I believe, was it a pulled calf muscle? Uh, any update yeah, on, on him? I haven't been able to find anything. Um, I, I, I was under the impression it was a hamstring. Um, there's still quite a bit of discussion as to how you actually pull a hamstring as a professional golfer, but I'm sure there must be a way. 
Well, maybe he was uh, doing a little extra workout or something. But, um, you know, Louis has had a great year, came so close again in the Open Championship. Something about the the British Open he, he really likes. Is it, you know, do you play a lot of Lynx-style golf over in South Africa? Well, certainly. Also, Louis grew up in, in a place called Mossel Bay. He would have been very familiar with the Lynx. Um, and very familiar with the coastal golf courses here. The Lynx is very much a, 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 a Lynx-style golf course. Um, a lot of wind, hard conditions, you know. And um, so he's, he's probably very, very comfortable in it. Well, we know that match play is very, very different in terms of uh, competition, gamesmanship, and also strategy than what we're used to seeing week in, week out in the players on the PGA Tour. Do you think this benefits, you would think it would benefit the international squad, but why is it that the Americans have been so strong in the President's Cup and have not had that similar success in the Ryder Cup? I, I certainly think in the President's Cup, uh, the, the, the Ryder Cup has helped the Americans in the President's Cup in terms of the guys get to play foursomes in, 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 in the Ryder Cup, whereas a lot of the international players don't really get that familiar with the format. So it really gives the, the, the Americans a leg up in the beginning, and I think if you go back in the history of the event, you'll see that often the, the Americans have got off to fast starts and dominated the, the, the foursomes. Um, I think that's a, a huge contributing factor to it. And in terms of... Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, I think um, I, I think this year is going to be a lot, lot closer uh, than it has been in previous years. I, I think, sure, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting looking at these teams here and I'm looking at the pairings and, and uh, well, I think it's really going to be close this year. Also, I think there's much hyped-up, renewed interest in the President's Cup just because of the, the global nature of the game. Certainly with, uh, you know, Jason Day having such a spectacular year, coming so close uh, to Jordan Spieth and winning his own first major. And then, you know, Adam Scott, of course, and you have Hideki Matsuyama, who is you know, just looking like he's going to be a superstar along with Danny yeah. Lee. So, what you know, I think we have, on the whole, much better, um, you know, we've seen these players more often. We know there's their games. It's, there's more interest. And it just reflects how golf has become such a global game. Well, absolutely. Um, you know, I was saying to somebody today that I think uh, – you'd find it very difficult to find somebody that's going to root against Jordan Spieth or Dustin Johnson or Zach Johnson for that matter, even though they're playing overseas. I think the, the PGA Tour has done an unbelievable job and, and, and the players just produced an unbelievable year. Um, it's, it's just been action-packed from start to finish. And, um, you know, all of these players now get to play against each other and it, it's just a wonderful format. If you're an American wanting to come over and play golf in, in South Africa, obviously so much yeah. to see. What, uh, what do you suggest and what's the best uh, way to, to uh, you know, book a trip to South Africa? 
Holly, um, I mean, wow, it's so. I mean, you could start at Sun City, which uh, you guys would know from the Net Bank Million Dollar, which is basically referred to as our African major. There's Leopard Creek, which is an unbelievable golf course in the Kruger National Park, which is behind Rupert's golf course. Then you've got to come south to Cape Town. There are fantastic golf courses. There's Ernie Alta's golf course. Um, there's the Lynx. There's Fan Courts. I mean, the, just the variation is unbelievable. Um, the quality of the golf courses. Is, I mean, I've obviously been to America, and I'm, the, the quality of the golf courses are the same, you know, there and here. Um, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's just an unbelievable place to play golf. It sure sounds like it, and so many things you could mix into a, a golf adventure over in oh. South Africa. We think of you know going to yeah, Ireland, Ireland and Scotland as something on our bucket list, but uh, I I think I'd like to put South Africa on that list as well. Well, if you consider that, uh, I think it costs you virtually nothing to come here. I mean, I think it's fourteen to one at the moment, or thirteen to one at the moment. So it's. You'll play some of the best golf courses. You'll definitely eat some of the best food in the world. And um, honestly, it, it, it's and you get to see the the big five. I mean, that's uh, that's unmatched in the world. And uh, drink some good uh, good wine, I imagine as well. Absolutely, we've got some of the best wine in the world. Ask David Frost. That's right, and Ernie Els too. He's got uh, he's got oh, his. Well. His brand, and I think every every player on the planet now has some sort of wine, wine, and it probably uh, takes care of uh, a lot of a lot of uh, late late nights after after lost rounds. Don't you imagine? Absolutely, Mike. Before I let you go, we appreciate your time. Tell our listeners briefly uh, about the Swing Click and and where they can go purchase one. This this training device is something else. Well, thanks, Holly. I mean, it's just growing on a daily basis, and and we're seeing uh, people, we're getting reviews. It's just it's just unbelievable. It's available on Amazon at the moment. Um, we are not far away from retail in America. I mean, it's it's obviously a rhythm and timing device. Um, guys can go to Amazon. They can go to our website. They can go to swingclick.com. Uh, and uh, we can go from there. And I know Gary Gilchrist, teaching professional here in Orlando and a fellow South African, says this is one of his, he thinks, the, one of the greatest yeah. training devices he has ever worked with. So uh, we definitely appreciate Swing Click support of the Golf Insiders and also your time to give us a little inside mm-hmm. scoop on, on the international squad. Thanks, Mike Quinn from Swing Thanks, Click. Holly. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. Stay with us. Much more President's Cup coming up. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It'd be good to just make We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G on the eve of the President's Cup. And actually, I misspoke earlier, the opening ceremony coverage uh, occurring from 
uh, 5 to 7 a.m. Uh, on the Golf Channel. The coverage this evening begins at 10 p.m. Uh, with day one foursome matches. And then tomorrow, Thursday, prime time again, 8.30 p.m. to 3 in the morning. That'll be day two of the four ball matches coverage on the Golf Channel. And uh, it's a 13-hour time difference between here and South Korea. And uh, happy to say we woke him up a little early, but we have a very special guest calling in uh, from the media center, Dean Hurden, who is... An LPGA professional caddy, resides in Orlando, but as you'll hear from the accent, born in Australia, a very, very seasoned veteran in the world of professional golf, and uh, has the 2015 U.S. Women's Open champion in Inji Chun in terms of his current player that he's uh, sporting the bag for so dean it is a great pleasure to have you calling in live from south korea uh good evening holly how are you that was quite a welcome (laughs) well i'll tell you what my friend um we're happy to have you on the show i know i've tried uh for a long time but your travel schedule is quite hectic especially given the you know global schedule of the lpga tour but you know, what's really interesting this year is so much attention has been paid to the professional caddies, as, you know, especially the relationship with Jordan Spieth and his caddy and the fact now that we get to see so much of the interaction between the player and their caddy it really shows how important the caddy is in, in the game of golf. Oh, yeah, yeah. It seems to be, especially the last few years, uh, we're a lot closer to the action now, and uh, Golf Channel and and other uh, Fox Sports is new uh, with the sound. You could actually hear the uh, interaction of the players and the caddies talking to each other a lot at both men's U.S. Open and women's U.S. Open. So we're kind of getting a little bit of more exposure these days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, and well, well deserved. I know Jordan ongoingly talks about his team. He refers to his play and uh, the help of his caddy as we all the time. Um, I love that. And so you're, you're in South Korea. Uh, give us a little um, overview of the golf course. It's, it's a Jack Nicklaus design, correct? Yes, correct. Yep. Jack's here, actually, this week. He arrived a couple of days ago, and he was at the opening ceremony. And, uh, um, yeah, uh, a good course. Uh, I had the fortune of uh, caddying around here at the end of last year, the last event on the KLPGA Tour. Um, it was played on this course at the end of the It's a flat course, uh, kind of visually looks uh, links, and also uh, um, it, it's, it's a wide it's a wide open course, a big chance for uh, guys like Dustin Johnson this week that will uh, dominate the course. Where the bunker settings are, I think you'll easy carry those. Um, I think it, it, small greens um, with a lot of shape, L shape in them, and and not. I think it's a, it, it's a very very good design course, uh, one of one of Jack's best, I think. And and I think the uh, um, the, the green up that fall off off the greens. So if you go a little long or if you go a little wide, the ball's going to run off a little bit, like uh, basically like the uh, Pinehurst. 
So it's yeah, um, a good course, but I think it's going to be it's going to be dominated this week, uh, just because I find it's probably just a little on the short side for the men, and um, uh, there's got the greens are set, uh, which is great for this format um, when you've got teams format, as we saw the cup uh, a couple of weeks ago in Germany. Now the shot making was wonderful, and and wings and, and soft and that you'll you'll find birdies are going to win the holes and not not a struggling par or, or a, a bogey winning a hole. So it's going to be fun to watch. There'll be a lot of birdies. Lot of... You're listening to Golf Insiders. We're talking to Dean Hurden, calling in live from South Korea. Uh, the President's Cup foursome matches about to begin this evening. Coverage at 10 p.m. Very exciting. Uh, we were talking in our last segment just about the the, you know, a little bit about the international team. And, of course, you know, Jason Day, uh, almost in a way, it seems like captaining the team versus Jordan Spieth for the United States squad. Uh, J.B. Holmes uh, replacing the injured Jim Furyk last week on the U.S. roster. So that's going to add mm-hmm. some more power to the U.S. team. They have certainly had much better experience with the President's Cup having won the last 10 Cups, uh, the U.S. holds an 8-1-1 advantage. The lone international victory came in 1998 in your homeland, Australia, Dean. Uh, but you know, give, give me your input on what you feel about the international team this year and how's it, how's it going to hold up against the U.S. squad and you know, who, who do you think has the advantage? Uh, the big advantage, I think, is the United States. I've just been hanging out with the boys the last uh, two or three days, and um, the impression I got with the international team is, you know, the, most of the guys have just met each other on Monday, and uh, that's a really tough thing. And the United States team, of course, you know, some of these guys have grown up with each other. And, uh, you know, so the, some of the international teams, like the uh, young Indian lad, Lahiri, I mean... Um, Feel that always, uh, if you, you know, if you, obviously if you're playing the US tour or the uh, web.com tour, you pick up on him. Uh, but I think you know you're, you're going to find the difficulty is the international team not quite knowing each other. Um, you got Scott and Matsuyama; they they were teamed together in the last uh, Interna- uh, Presidents Cup. Uh, but you know, uh, you got four rookies, five rookies on each team, four uh, four on the US team, and I think five international teams. So guys like um, you know Stephen Bowditch, uh, you've got. Danny Lee, um, you know, they make first appearance. So it's going to be a national team to uh, override or dominate this U.S. team. It's, it's a very, very... Uh, if, so for Australians, if uh, I, I do the math here, right, in uh, Stephen Bowditch, uh, Mark Leishman, Jason Day, and Adam Scott, and then uh, nearby neighbor Danny Lee from uh, New Zealand originally. Yeah, originally New Zealand. Uh, of course, Danny's uh, family comes from, uh, from Korea, but grew up in New Zealand. But um, he obviously speaks better English than what I do. No, but <laughs> Danny's, uh, uh, he knows a lot of a few of the Australians, yes. But um, that may be the advantage of the international team with having four Aussies that know each other very well. Um, but, you know, it's uh, again, we've got uh, Charles Swartall has a... Um, a, a bit of a stomach virus yesterday, so he's not feeling well. And um, he was actually in. The, um, he was actually in. The, he was going to be, freshman, but uh, and he, um, he's, he's not feeling very well. So I've just heard that yesterday from one of the caddies. So it's a bit of a concern because Charles, you know, he's one of the uh, dominant players in the national team. 
Well, you're a, a player yourself. Um, ha- anything you can t- share with our listeners about Jason Day? They they might not know. We've certainly learned a heck of a lot about him in the last couple of months. That's for sure. And what a what a gracious, humble guy. Oh, what you? Yeah, it's Jason. And uh, when he talks to, I love it when he talks to TV interviewers and. And uh, uh, it, 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 it grew up and it grew up in very simple beginnings, and uh, um, he had a lot of family issues. Uh, his father passing away early at the age of twelve. Um, you know, just grew up in a small, small country town called Bowdoin, the uh, west area, west country area of uh, Queensland, and uh, just very simple, humble uh, background. And um, Colin, uh, Colin, uh, God forgive me, I can't think of his last name, but his golf coach, Caddy. Um, took him on um, as as a student when he was at a very young age of 12, 13 years of age, and since then Collins just uh, just absolutely shaped Jason into the player he is now, and um, oh, just phenomenal, phenomenal effort over the last couple of months what he's done on the PGA Tour, and it's great to see new faces coming up on the PGA Tour now. You got Jordan and Jordan Spieth dominating uh, um, and along with Jason, and you know a bunch of others. And it's golf's exciting at the moment on the PGA faces. It sure is. And uh, what's what's the weather forecast before we let you go and have another cup of coffee? <laughs> With my bowl of kimchi. Exactly. Uh, it's the weather, for- weather forecast today. Uh, beautiful today. Uh, it's going to be quite steamy, actually. I'm coming to the course, so I imagine it's going to get quite hot uh, during the day. And then they are forecast to get on, on the week. Uh, there is going to be some rain, a little bit of rain tonight after today's play. Uh, but basically, at, uh, just the weekend, they're expecting some, uh, a little bit of rain. But generally speaking, the, uh, uh, the weather is just very, very comfortable. It's a great time, it's a great season to be in, uh, to be in career, and um, just you know, I'm a great setting on a, a beautiful uh, called Songdo, which is in the airport and uh, Seoul City, and uh, it's, it's a great spot. It's a kind of a satellite city that's just been built 12, 15 years ago. And uh, the hotels are beautiful here, and the players have been really cheated nice. So, um, yeah, a really, it, it, we're looking forward to a really great event. All right. Well, Dean, we appreciate you calling in live from the President's Cup in South Korea, our <laughs> very you. own Orlando resident and LPGA caddy. And congratulations again on your U.S. O- Women's Open win and uh, continued success uh, to Inji. Thank you so much. Dean Hurden. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. Stay with us. More golf talk coming up. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so we're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk. Your host, Holly G. And it all begins this evening on the Golf Channel. Day one of the President's Cup, the foursome matches. Coverage beginning at 10 p.m., going till 3 a.m. So if you want to get yourself some golf, get a big cup of java. And uh, tune into the Golf Channel. Pretty exciting. Tomorrow's matches beginning at 8:30 p.m. Uh, lots of lots of golf. Primetime golf. Very exciting. And it's now my pleasure to bring in one of our favorite golf insiders, 
from Global Golf Post, the leader in international golf coverage, Stevie Eubanks. Hello, Steve. Holly, how are you? Well, I'm good, my friend. My question is, can the international team somehow turn this tide around? Well, I will say this. I mean, Nick Price has done everything within his power to get them to that point. I mean, he's cut back on the number of points. We're now at 30 points, and that way you're able to uh, to hide some of the uh, the lower-ranked players perhaps on the list. By, by lowering the number of points necessary to win, obviously in an 18-hole match anything is possible, and, and he's hoping that uh, you know a few of these guys can catch fire and uh, at least make a contest of it and get them into the, uh, into the singles on Sunday without it being so out of hand that it's, uh, it's pretty much over. Yeah, it's um, interesting with the addition of J.B. Holmes replacing the injured Jim Furyk. So, you know, we've got another bomber added to the U.S. team. And in the matches this evening, I keep getting the, the time uh, difference messed up here, but the matches this evening, match number five, Jordan Spieth and Dustin Johnson, D.J., Teeing it up together. That ought to be fun to watch. I will tell you that, you know, we talk about two uh, incredible talents right now. And, uh, you know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great, uh, a great opening session. Uh, I will say the key to this opening session was timing your naps. You got a good nap, you might be able to stay up and watch it all. Isn't, so uh, that's, that's going to be the key for the American audience, I think. Isn't that the truth? Or, you know, set your DVR. And uh, take a couple of days off of work so you can you can watch it watch it tomorrow and Friday. But yes, there's just going to be great golfing on uh, Friday again. Prime time, six p.m. Saturday we move to uh, nine thirty p.m. And on on Sunday it'll be from twelve to six. So there's a lot of golf. But you know, hey, we've just come off the the Solheim Cup uh, match play. Always fun to watch on TV. Such pressure and. But, you know, I think unlike the, the Ryder Cup, where, of course, you know, the European squad knows each other, they play together, many of them have grown up competing against each other, just like the U.S. team. The international team is, is different because many of them are coming together and meeting for the first time. So perhaps maybe, you know, that's been a disadvantage. You know, I, I, perhaps it's been a disadvantage in them gelling. Quite frankly, I mean, I just think the – the problem is it's never the numbers one, two, and three player that cost you the event. It's the numbers nine, 10, 11, and 12. And when you look at numbers nine, 10, 11, and 12 and their, and their world rankings and their experience levels uh, and, and their, you know, their wins, um, I think there's no question that that's what separates the Americans from, from the international team. And look, it, I mean, let me relate it to college golf. It's never the number one player that wins it for you. It's who has the lowest throwout score. You know, if you've got the guy who's shooting the lowest fourth score that counts, you're going to win the golf tournament. And that's the same thing with this pro, with, with these international matches. It is the lower half of the bracket that always wins it for you. And in the, in the case of the Americans, one of the reasons they've dominated this hasn't been the top half. Top half's been pretty equal. It's always been the bottom half. Well, it's interesting. Jordan Spieth, in his brief time on tour, incredibly has played in both cups. And he had these comments. He said, it seems there's a bit of a difference in the two team, two team rooms in the President's Cup experience I've had and the Ryder Cup. 
almost like we put too much emphasis on the Ryder Cup instead of just free, freeing up to play our own game. Uh, he said, we feel like the favorites, Spieth said. We're walking around with cockiness in our step, and often that can bite you if you're not careful, but we're aware of that. But the point is we're out there smiling because we believe whatever matchup we want to put together, we believe we can beat the other team. I, I think that's very well said. I mean, clearly there is a lot of pressure in the Ryder Cup. You know, when you haven't won something for a long a long time, uh, you put added pressure on yourself to perform and, and to win the thing back, and you're trying anything possible to be able to get there. And uh, I think the U.S. has done that uh, most certainly recently in, in, uh, uh, in Ryder Cup competitions. But, uh, in the, look, th- this thing is much more low-key. It always has been. Um, I'm interested in seeing more than anything else how these South Korean fans turn out for this thing, especially with Sang Moon Bay playing in his last professional event for serving his country. I mean, I, as if they were not golf-crazed over there anyway. To have that as the side story I think is going to be tremendous for, for Korean golf and for the fans that come out to support this thing. Yes, especially given what a um, you know a rise to his career this year. He started out with the wraparound season, winning the Fries.com event last October. And uh, explain to our listeners, you know, why, you know, he's going to have to be leaving the tour. Well, there, there, there's mandatory service. There's conscription still in South Korea. Now, there, there are certain athletes who are given exemptions to this. If you've won an Olympic medal, for example, you're, you're given an exemption. But, uh, but you know, once, once you hit a certain age, you have to serve in the military. Every male does so. Uh, there are a few countries left where that is the case, but, uh, but Korea is one of them. Israel is another. So um, I think that, that he has done the right thing here. He's gone through the appeals process, um, but when, when his appeal was denied, he handled it like a man. He said, I am going to go serve my country. And holy smokes, do you think that the Koreans are going to turn out for him in mass now because of that? Uh, it's really going to be fun to watch. It, it sure is. And, um, you know, what a... What a credit to what he's done this year to make the team and to, you know, it briefly go out on, you know, a high note. But can you imagine, as tough as it is to play on the PGA Tour, that you would have to, uh, you know, take time out at this stage in your career? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's hard to make the tour. Clearly, he's going to be able to, his spot's going to be waiting for him when he gets back. Uh, but still, that's, that's going to be tough. There's no doubt about it. So Jim Furyk has made the trip despite his injury. We know Jim loves these team competitions, uh, still having a, a deep bone bruise in his left wrist. But uh, he, he should be the, uh, you know, he's, he's, the, he's the 13th man, wouldn't you say, in terms of being oh, the, the great cheerleader? Yes. I think he, he's going to be perfect in that team room. And this is the right spot for Jim. I mean, Jim is a natural leader anyway. To have him in that team room and to be the elder statesman and to have gone through as many of these as he has, you've already got the playing captain in Phil Mickelson. Why not have the the, the extra assistant in Jim Furyk there? Uh, just a quick note, any update in terms of Tiger Woods and um, his surgery? I have not heard an update on Tiger and his surgery. I, you know, I would, I would say that uh, this, this may knock him out. Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to go conservative here and say fully four to six months. Interesting. Well, you know, we we hope that we keep. I think our fingers crossed that there's still a lot of game left uh, in Tiger's bag, and that perhaps um, you know this this will be the surgery that that helps him bounce back. 
we can only hope. I mean, you're right. I think that, uh, you know, he's about to turn 40. He turns 40 in December. And, uh, you know, you, you hope that, uh, that there's one more run out of him. Um, but, you know, he's just – he has not been playing healthy in quite some time. It is hard when you think about – hard to imagine when you think about the fact that both, uh, you know, Jordan and, and Jason Day hitting the five tournament mark and that Tiger did that ten years in a row. I yeah. mean, it's, it's oh, truly it's, remarkable. It is a stretch that, uh, that we will never see again uh, and maybe never see again in sports. Uh, and so I hope we were able to appreciate it for what it was. And I hope it doesn't diminish a lot of the accomplishments that we're going to see out of Jordan and Jason Day and, and Ricky Fowler and others, um, and Rory McIlroy, because the, you know their their um, their achievements are are certainly going to be grand in the scale of things, but they'll they won't come close to approaching what Tiger did. Well, I know Global Golf Post puts out special editions during the the majors as well as these big competitions. So, what can our listeners expect from Global Golf, and how Just can they uh, get it in their mailbox? You, you need to go to globalgolfpost.com, sign up. It, the subscription is free, and it will start coming in your inbox immediately. And uh, you're going to have some special day-by-day coverage? in the. We will have some day-by-day coverage, yes. Just go to our website, and you'll be able to check it out. All right. And, uh, Steve, I've, I'm going to put you now on that uh, podium on Sunday, and is this going to be a victory for Team USA? And who, who do you think uh, is going to be the man of the match? You know, I'm, I am going with the USA, but I think the player to watch is the one you just mentioned, J.B. Holmes. I think the excitement of being called up the way he was called up and just the thrill of being on a team he didn't think he had made um, is it, really going to carry over. And I, and I think he's got more to prove than anybody else out there, and I expect him to prove it. Well, and I see him as a guy who I think will have that uh, giddy-up fire, don't you? To uh, I Absolutely. If, if anybody's going to be fired up to play these matches, it'll be J.B. And uh, Patrick Reed, don't forget uh, Patrick there. He, he'll, he'll, he'll get the team riled up. No, there's no doubt about that. He'll, he'll rile somebody up. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, uh, and, and finally, Jay Haas, Captain Jay Haas. What do you expect out of him? we just got one minute to go. You know, I think Jay will do what Jay, what Jay has always done. He's going to tell these guys he loves them. He's going to tell them, go out there and do what you do. Uh, he's going to be a counselor. He's going to put his arm around you. Uh, he's not much of a rah-rah cheerleader. He's certainly not uh, someone who, who, uh, who is a fired-up Nick Saban kind of coach. He's just going to be somebody who is there saying, I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. What do you need? Let's go out and get this thing. All right. Steve Eubanks. From Global Golf Post, you can get it free every Monday morning in your email box. Go to globalgolfpost.com. We're out of here. President's Cup starts tonight, 10 p.m. on the Golf Channel. We love you. Bye-bye.